So welcome to our lovely little mini-sode of Calling All Spirits. This is in honor of what holiday again, Jess? It is Paranormal Day. There we go. So in honor of Paranormal Day, we are actually having our producer on with us. So Bree is here as well. You'll hear a voice that you're not used to hearing. And then, of course, I'm Caitlin. This is Jessica. And we're happy to have you this evening. Absolutely. So, uh, Paranormal Day, we are each going to be sharing a couple of our uh, experiences in the paranormal. And then we actually have our first ever listener's story. So, that'll be super exciting. Yeah, I can't. I haven't heard it yet. So, I can't wait. I did read it. Not going to lie. I kind of love it. It's very short, but it's awesome. Very cool. So, before we get started, Bree, you want to tell everybody who you are, why you're here, and whose fault it is? Well, with that kind of introduction, why not? Uh, I'm, as she just said, I'm Bree. I'm actually Caitlin's sister, but I am also their lovely producer and editor. So I spend a lot more time with them than than you guys actually know. When we're talking about our spirit guide, we're talking about Bree because not only is she our guide in the spiritual or you know auditory world of everything, but she's also got really good liquor recommendations. So she's literally a spirit guide sometimes. She is. We also call her our therapist, life coach. She makes this sound amazing. (laughs) She does so much for us. To be clear, she's my younger sister, but she still bosses me around. It's kind of entertaining. (laughs) You weren't so easily bossed around. It wouldn't be a problem. (laughs) So to kick off our little set of stories, who wants to go first? You can go first. You've got more stories than I do. Uh, (laughs) Well, I'm only sharing one tonight. So, my story is, uh, the one I'm telling tonight anyway, I actually have pictures for, and I will be sharing them on all of our social medias, so if you don't follow us on the Facing Book or the Instagram, then you're missing out, because that's where the things are going to be, and that's where all the conversations are. So, my story tonight is about my previous job. It was in a house museum. It was a Victorian house built here in Texas, because even though we aren't in England, we still go by the title of their royalty and their reign. But it was it was a really cute house. I loved working there. And every once in a while, we would hear, of course, weird noises. The mirrors in that house, I don't even know who, what, when, or how. But when we covered them over for Halloween and we put the house in mourning, the house was quieter and it was pleasant to be in, even after dark. But the really fun time was there was about a six-week period. I think it was over the summer. And there was a handprint on the bedroom in the upstairs almost every day. And it was the left hand. Like, we even put our hands over it to see what it was. But the way the, the duvet cover worked was that you could see the fingerprints left by the handprint. And occasionally there were actually two of them and it really tripped us out and by us i mean one of the other women who worked in the house with me a lot and it tripped us up because if you look at it mentally you could see it being a place where like if the cleaning person was being careless and they like pushed their weight up on the bed while they were vacuuming under the bed you could see that happening and if i was still the one cleaning the houses i could see that being the case um the cleaning person we had at the time was not that thorough like me and this other coworker were the two who were always cleaning the house behind her because she'd spend like two hours in this big multi-room Victorian house. And when I cleaned the houses, it was a solid eight hours in that house. And I still ran out. Of, I still didn't run out of things to do. <laughs> so like we know she wasn't vacuuming under the bed is basically what we're getting at. And it 
really tripped us up because we kept seeing it. That's what I have the pictures of. I have pictures of the handprints, just so you can see what I'm talking about. I don't have a picture of a spirit. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to tease you with that. But what's really fun is my mom came out to visit the tail end of all of this, and she suggested, she's like, you know, if you move the book that you have on the bed, it might stop. And I was like, all right, it's worth a shot. So there's like this little book from collections. It was a book that was published in the 1880s. And I just shifted it six inches and the handprints never came back. Really? Yeah. So why did she think the book? Like, what was the thought? She didn't share that part. She just meant she suggested it. And I'm so used to listening to my mom's oddball suggestions because we grew up like Bree can attest to it now. We grew up very much in the new age world with different healing techniques and different experiences and so mom saying do a thing if it didn't require a lot of thought effort or permissions you you just kind of do it without thinking <laughs> like all right well, if i wasn't on good terms if i wasn't on really good terms with the curator i probably would have asked more questions but i'd already i'd already uh, gotten permission to move things around the house as needed to clean and you know shift things when necessary so it was i just grabbed a glove and moved it without really thinking too much about it. I honestly didn't think, didn't know if it would work. Turns out it did. Wow. That's so cool. Oh my goodness. The phantom handprints that had to be so spooky when you walked in and saw them. It was really trippy, especially since my coworker was the one who had found them. She was, I think I was working outside that day and she popped out and she's like, do you have a minute? There's something (laughs) I want to show you upstairs. I mean, sure. Why not? And I went up the stairs and she's like, do you see what I see? If you see a handprint on the bed, yes, yes, I do see it. And it's not like it was one of those really thick bed covers either. Like all you had to do was in order to duplicate it, because I wanted to see what would happen, like how hard it was to cause, because I, again, cleaned the house before and I was pretty sure it was, you know, a bedspread. So I grabbed my gloves then too. And I went and I just like, I barely rested my fingertips on the bed. So like with the same amount of pressure it would take to play the flashlight game. You could leave mm-hmm. fingerprints on the bed. Wow. Well, thinking for our listeners, was the handprint, do you think, like, how big? Would, would it be, like, a man, maybe a woman, child? Like, how big? Because they're probably wondering. It, it was like a little me. bit bigger than my hands, and I have moderately smallish hands for a woman. Wow. Um, so I would guess woman or teenage boy at most. Probably not the male that we usually associate with that room. Although, honestly, that house has been moved, and I don't even know if the spirits that are in that house have anything to do with the family that originally lived there. Very, that's a cool story. Not everybody sees something like that. No, that's true. Some of us have other experiences with beds in historic homes. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> now, the story that my sister wanted me to tell, I actually have no memory of. I don't know if I was asleep or what, but Bree, do you want to tell the story of uh, our trip to Prague? <laughs> I would love to, and I still cannot believe you do not remember this because you were unequivocally <laughs> awake for this. Okay, so way back when, like, oh my God, almost 20 years ago. How are we this old? Anyway, like 20 years ago, we were on a trip to Europe with our family, and the way we kind of broke it up was most nights, uh, my parents had a room, and then... Me, my sister, and my brother also had a room. And of course, we were all teenagers, so when we're left alone at night, what do we do? We're playing around. We're wrestling on the beds. We're staying up till midnight watching, like, 
weird music videos in other languages and just, you know, like messing around. And of course, you know, dead tired the next day because we went to bed so late. But when we were in Prague, the first night we were there, we were playing around. I don't even know. And our parents' bedroom was right next to ours. So we shared a, uh, a wall. And I don't know, like at 11 o'clock, we just hear like, you know, three knocks from our parents' bedroom. And we just assume it's our mom, like, messing with us, just being like, hey, I hear you guys. Do you hear me? You know what I mean? Like, it's a knocking game. So, like, we knock back, and then they knock, and then we knock, and we're just kind of playing around with patterns and extending out and mimicking, and we're just having a great time, and it was so much fun. It winds down. We go to bed. We wake up in the morning. We're at breakfast, and we're talking to our parents, like, why did you start knocking on our our wall last night? And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the knocking, you were you were the one who started it and we were knocking. She's like, no, that was literally you guys knocking on the walls. And I'm like, no, you knocked on the, on the wall and then we knocked on the wall and then you knocked back. And she's like, no, no, we did not. That was all you guys all night. Like that was, we never even touched the wall. And to this day, our mom swears that was our grandfather because he was, from the Czech Republic. So we were kind of on a little bit of a family historical lineage trip sort of thing. And so that's that or it's like hotel ghosts. I don't know. It's one or the other. But I cannot believe that you do not remember this, Caitlin. Like, my clearest memory is of mom telling that story. I have no, like, I have a flash of maybe if I remember the bedsteads properly. And maybe, Tristan, maybe you standing near the wall like I, I have a vague flash and that is it i remember nothing of that night besides wow. being dead exhausted from the jet lag i don't understand how that is possible <laughs> it's literally like we were on most nights when we were there we were like wrestling that was our big thing and it's, we always had like it was always two beds like it was two full beds and then like you and me would share one interest and would have the other one and of course, like we're just bouncing between the two or we're wrestling and I cannot believe that you do not remember the knocking because the next morning it was such a revelation of just being like, I'm sorry, mom, wait, wait just roll that back. You were not walking on the wall. <laughs> you did not start this whole interaction. And like, there's no other way, like it couldn't have been on another wall or another room. Like, no, that was our parents were in one room, we were in the one right next to it, and it was the shared same wall. Like, there is no way it was not them. And yet. And yet. I mean, just from an outsider, what's really cool about this, as you're describing it, it sounds like the Fox sisters. How the spirit would knock. It's just like it. They would knock back. The entire time you guys were talking about the Fox sisters, I was literally just being like, oh my God, oh my God, we have literally experienced this. We know what this is. Okay, and then like, that's when I finally, after you guys wrapped the, the second Fox sisters, I was like, I can't believe you didn't say anything about Prague. And she was like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't remember that. And I'm like, how do you not? I don't, I don't know, but it does lend a little more authority to when I'm like, quit knocking on my bed, I'm trying to go to sleep. Turns out I have experience with that attitude. <laughs> well, I mean, at least when you, you were awake. 
You knocked back. I don't remember this. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it could have been worse. You could have called it Flatfoot and demanded a dance around your bed. No one was dancing the Scottish reel. That much we know. Right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, there was no... We didn't go that far into dancing. It was just the knocking and the uh, the call and response there and of. That is so wild. It's the Fox Sisters. Y'all are like the modern day Fox Sisters. There you go. <laughs> Only in Prague, apparently. <laughs> as far as I know, it hasn't happened here yet, but what do I know? It hasn't happened to me since, and that was the one and only time. Wow. Okay. Well, gosh, I have to follow up that story. (laughs) I apologize. No, I I apologize to the listeners in advance. (laughs) I don't have cool knocking. So one of the, so when I was thinking about what would my paranormal story be, one of the things that stood out was um, something that happened to me in an old haunted jail. So this was before I started taking mediumship. This is years ago, but I was still fascinated with ghosts and there was a paranormal team and they were going to investigate this jail from the 1890s. And when someone asks you to go on a ghost hunt of a jail, you say yes. So Mm -hmm. I was like, absolutely. And it's known to be haunted. It's now a police station. And they even have signs around the station that's like, close the door. Don't let the ghosts out. I mean, they fully (laughs) accept this place is haunted and embrace it. And so weird things have been happening all night. We have been down in the basement and we have been hearing strange noises. And they have those meters where if something gets close, the lights go off and it makes a noise. I mean, it it was just crazy. There was even a chunk of brick that was thrown across the room. When none of us threw it. So wild Wait, uh, things a whole are brick? happening. It was a piece of brick. So we're all sitting there and we can see each other. Like we're watching each other. And then all of a sudden we hear this bang. And we're like, what was that? And we all know we didn't throw anything. And the meters are going crazy. And so when we finally stopped and we ended the investigation for that room, we're like, what made that sound? So we went over to the wall where we heard it and we found a huge chunk of brick that had literally been chunked across the room. I was in a panic because I thought I was brave, apparently. (laughs) So I was like, I'm ready. Let's get me out of here. I have made a poor life choice at this point. (laughs) Why am I here? But the poor life choices continued. So we go upstairs and in this jail, they have turned where the old gallows are, because there were gallows where they hung people inside of the jail. That's now the copy room, which is kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's the coffee room, copy room, excuse me. So, but you can still stand on the gallows and you can see where it would split, where people would drop through. And so the paranormal team is like, does anybody want to go sit on the gallows? And don't ask me what possessed me, but I'm like, sure. I'll go sit on the old gallows in the dark in the middle of the night. Why not? Again, another poor life choice on my part. So I climb up to the gallows thinking I'm all brave and tough. And as I'm sitting there, I kid you not, I started feeling it was like hands around my neck choking me. I got to where I couldn't breathe. I started coughing. 
they had to get me down off the gallows, get me out of the get me out of the room until I could breathe again. It was the freakiest thing I've ever had happen. Now in my mediumship, I would know that as clairsentience. Okay, so what's kind of funny is when they still do tours today of the jail, they tell this story like years later, though it's been embellished. I heard the last time they told the story, they said there were handprints that appeared around my neck and it turned (laughs) red and they had to like, but no, but I, I have to admit, like it was a crazy night and I can't explain it. I really felt like I couldn't breathe and like I was being choked until I got out of that room and then I was fine. So That was probably one of my craziest paranormal experiences and probably one of the scariest because that's not a pleasant feeling. Anyway, there's my ghost story. I'm sorry. Can I just cut in on just this tiny (laughs) thing? You were worried about following me with my knocking story (laughs) and you've got that in your back pocket? No, ma'am. No. What? What? Get out. What is that? No. I guess I don't pretend. I think because it's been told so many times and now it's like every time I see the people at the police station, they're like, remember when you got choked? Like, it's just kind of funny to me now that I don't think of it as being that big of a deal. Then it's a cool story. Mm-hmm. That's a very cool story. Oh, my God. Such a cool story. Don't don't even with me. No, no. Oh, That's yeah. an awesome story. I'm with Brie on that one. That's a very cool story. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's a life lesson if someone tells you to get up on a gallows. Don't say yes. Maybe do say yes. A life lesson. You needed the life lesson of if someone tells you to get up on the gallows, don't go. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Are you James Franco? Come on. First time. You know, it's funny how nobody else in the group volunteered. That probably should have been my first clue. Like, maybe no. Maybe no. Maybe not. Read the room. Yes, I did well, not read I mean, the room. Well, I mean, to be fair. Did not read it. To be fair, when we read the room, we also volunteer for stuff that we probably shouldn't. That's I true. Know. I totally would have gone on to the gals. Yeah, I, no question. You're, not a, you're in bad company, Jess. We all would have <laughs> joined you or been there. Or If we'd been there with you, all three of us would have been up there. That is entirely the point of this. That is, no, it's very true. I think part of it's like you want to experience something, but also it's like me trying to be a, like, be tough. Like, I can do it. I'm not scared. Ooh, that, that usually doesn't end well. So. Joke's on you. Oh my goodness. So do we have one more story, a listener story? We do. So I was talking to a friend of mine who is a listener. She very much enjoys the podcast and I love hearing her feedback on things. And basically she heard about you traveling a little bit, Jess, and was asking if you were going to her hometown because apparently she is from Jefferson, Texas. (gasps) Which How according to the according to the Google machine, it's the most haunted city in Texas. So, um, and actually, that's in her intro. I probably should just let her say it in her own words. All right, <laughs> here we go. In the séance episode, Jess talks about visiting a haunted town, and I couldn't help think of my hometown, Jefferson, Texas. A little background: my family is now known for drunken disorderlies, theft, and murder in the town, but today isn't about that. Apparently, she's an interesting family. <laughs> today is just an old school ghost story. Honestly, before this instance, I never believed in ghosts, magic, or anything in that realm. My grandmother was known as a clairvoyant, and if she called you after 10 p.m., it meant that she had a dream about your your family member that was about to pass. But I always viewed that as just grandma stuff. Anywho, one day I was biking around town with my cousins, and they told me about a lady in white that haunted a house. 
being the non-believer I was at the time, I just thought it was malarkey and I told them to take me to the house. After a 10 minute bike ride into a cul-de-sac, before me was this massive house. And it was odd that this huge house was literally a few streets over from an apartment with subsidized rent, but as a child, this whole thing went over my head. Staring at the monster's house before me, I didn't feel like anything was off, no sudden cold, no feeling of evil, just a huge house in a poor area. Still straddling my bike, I turned around to complain to my cousins for dragging me out into the heat to see a silly house, but their faces were different. They were staring at the house, unblinking and frozen. Eager to complain about something else, I look up at the house and see a woman draped in white looking down at us from the window. She was there, but she wasn't. Her body was translucent, but looked as though she was in a thick fog within the house. I stared up at her for what felt like ages before making the executive decision to scream and pedal away from the house like my life depended on it. I'd never seen anything like her before, and other than seeing a faceless figure with a smiling mouth at my current job, I haven't seen anything so vivid since. That day, I truly became a believer in spirits, and all my grandmother said was, live long enough, baby, and you'll see it all. Sorry this was a bit wordy, but I hope one day you guys will visit the small haunted town of Jefferson. Love the podcast. Suki. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Right? She was talking about having stories, and I kind of pulled it a little bit out of her. So when she actually broke the whole story down, I almost lost it. And had we not been planning on recording this, I would have immediately sent it to both of you. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I mean, oh my gosh, she saw an apparition like... That's so rare. That's so cool. Absolutely. And terrifying. Yes, me staring at you from the window. (laughs) Yeah, and terrifying. Let's add that in. Absolutely. I mean, I'll admit that when we were working in the house museum, occasionally when there were large groups of school kids around, uh, whoever was an extra in the house would go upstairs and stare down at the kids from a window to see if anyone would scream. But (laughs) this is a little bit different because that house was abandoned. And she had hoped to give us a picture of the house as well, but the house has been torn down. And so she just gave me a a snapshot from Google Earth of the street view of where the house used to be. And on one hand, I'm disappointed because I wanted to see the house. On the other hand, tear the house down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but where did the lady in white go? I don't know. It looks like it's the beginning of a hiking trail now, so maybe she goes for walks. That'd be nice. (laughs) That's nice. Well, I just want to thank her for that story. That's amazing. And I want to get, I've been to Jefferson once, but I didn't get to do any fun ghost stuff. We went for a football game. So I want to go back and actually do all the ghost stuff. It sounds amazing. I personally think she should come with us and show us around. (laughs) Yes. Tour guide, personal tour guide. I, I am down for it. Do you know they have a paranormal conference every year there? No. Yes, I've always wanted to go. Maybe we could do it around the same time. I mean, future plans, future plans. Take the podcast to Jefferson. Get the show on the road, literally. I love it. Well, if she wants to be our our tour guide, I am down for it. So thank you so much for submitting your story. That's amazing. Yes. And... I mean, if, if anyone else wants to send in their stories, we will we will happily enjoy them. If I mean, I guess if we get enough, we can start reading them on episodes because I want to share everyone's stories with everyone because they're fabulous stories. They are. Hey, I love hearing them. So, yes, please send us your stories. And if there's somewhere cool we need to visit, let us know, too. Yes. Give us details so we can work things around it. And 
You already know where we are on the social medias, and we're also at callingallspirits at gmail.com. You're welcome to email us. Either way, let us know that you're there, which sounds like we're talking into an Ouija board now in a seance. It's appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) It's fitting, right? Let us know you're there. Come on. But anyway, that is all we have for tonight. And of course, thank you so much for our lovely spirit guide for joining us as well and hopping on the mic and everything. Of course. It was so much fun joining in with you guys. You're going to have to join us more often. Right? I agree. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) I don't know if we can wait all the way until next Paranormal Day. We may have to find another excuse to do another uh, series of stories. I think we can figure something out. Yes. I believe in us. (laughs) Thank you all for joining us. And until next time, I am Caitlin. This is Jessica. And this is Calling All Spirits. Bye, Bye, guys. (laughs) 